the triple net lease business, I'm in 10 different states right now. It runs on its own. I don't have to yeah. fix anything. I don't have to take the calls. And as a syndicator, the income stream is so much more dependable. Best ever listeners, before today's episode, I want to invite you to join us in Keystone, Colorado, February 20th through 22nd. It is the 2020 Best Ever Conference. And not only do I want to invite you to join us, I want to invite you to earn 15% for every ticket that you're responsible for selling should you join as an affiliate for the conference. Great way to earn money. And also, if you're planning on attending, great way to pay for your ticket, essentially. You get enough sales. So you can go to BEC20.com. And in the top left corner, it says earn 15% as an affiliate. You can click that, join the affiliate program, and you got all the resources that you need to share the good word about the Best Ever Conference in Keystone, Colorado. And we will be talking more about this on future episodes. But for now, go check out BEC20.com and that affiliate page. You can earn 15% as an affiliate, and we will see you in Keystone, Colorado. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best ever listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking with Alan Schnur. Alan, how are you doing today? Hey, Theo. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to our conversation here. Absolutely. Thanks for stopping by. And I'm also looking forward to our conversation. So Alan's background with partners and syndication, Alan has bought more than 2,000 units. And he also sold a management company that manages more than 7,000 units. He currently owns numerous medical office, warehouse buildings, shopping centers, and he also custom builds multi-million dollar homes. He's based in Houston, Texas, and you can say hi to him at greatpartners.com. That is G-R, the number eight, partners.com. So, Alan, before we get started, could you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure, Theo. Appreciate that. Thank you. And what can I say, Theo? I like to trade. I have a Wall Street background, been involved in the financial markets, commodity markets for the last 20, 25 years of my life and found myself picking up real estate, single family houses in the beginning of my career, like most of us. And then I transitioned into apartments and warehouses and shopping centers, which I'm really excited to talk about today. I like to buy low and sell high. I like to keep around 20 to 30 different projects always working in my portfolio. And for example, over the last few weeks, I just sold three apartment complexes, really because I can't buy any the way I like to buy them. So I like to stay active and keep busy. So if I can't buy, I'm selling. And if I can't sell, I'm buying. And I always like to kind of keep my portfolio full. And and the idea comes from really Wall Street. You have a specialist sometimes that stands in the middle of a pit, just takes order. He has inventory and he's always buying, he's always selling. And that's how I felt about real estate as well. I used that idea in houses. I bought over 400 houses. I was always buying and selling, and recently I just sold the whole entire portfolio. I was doing the same idea with apartment complexes, where I bought over 22 apartment complexes. I had a few left. And today, we'll we'll talk a little bit about my warehouses, my land leases, and the shopping centers, triple net lease material, which I think is an evolution to all this real estate as we get older. 
And I think your listeners are going to be really excited to hear about how do you get a national tenant like a TJ Maxx or a Krispy Kreme Donuts or a doctor or a Burger King or a McDonald's, put them on a five to 10 year lease and more or less just sit back and collect rent and let them take care of the real estate. Well, let's start with that because that's not pretty exciting. So yeah, for sure. So you mentioned triple net leases, which we can get into in a second, but I want to focus on the national tenant. So getting a big time company to rent your office space. I'll tell you what, I do office, but my passion is in retail shopping center strips. So, so let's uh, focus and, on, on um, retail shopping center strips. How do you get a national tenant in there? Would you own the property? Well, I'll tell you what, the retail shopping center business got such a bad rap over the last three years maybe three to five years. I mean, let's face it, the malls of America aren't the same anymore. And it's spread across the retail sector. The contrarian that I am basically said, okay, well, let's go after the eight, nine and 10 cap deals and sell the apartment complexes at three, four and five cap. So I am a contrarian. I am not buying shopping malls. I'm buying 100,000 square foot shopping centers with national tenants that I feel like are recession proof. They've already been through it. And they're prepared. In good times, they prosper. And in bad times, they even do better. Some of my tenants, TJ Maxx, Ross, DDs, Discount Tire, Melrose, Dollar General, Dollar Tree, Burger King, the McDonald's, the Starbucks. So I always kind of feel like I'm getting involved with these national names that are protected from any kind of downturn in the economy. To answer your question, when it comes to filling up spaces, well, Look, even in the apartment complex business, it seems like here in Houston, once or twice a year, the units would turn. But what we do in the retail business, we go out and we get some really good leasing brokers and they take three to 6% of a five or 10 year lease. They work really hard and they have connections into a lot of these companies and we're pretty full. Matter of fact, of course, our portfolio now close to a million square feet, we're in the 90s. So we're full. So working with these leasing brokers, have the relationships with these national companies. So if I own a hundred square foot shopping center, as you mentioned, I'm not sure exactly how big a hundred square foot is. Would that be like a TJ Maxx or would that be like a Dollar General? For example, a typical footprint for a TJ Maxx store would be anywhere from 25,000 to 45,000 square feet. So they might take up say 20% of a decent sized shopping center. And I gotta tell you, you don't see the kind of vacancies that maybe you saw three to five years ago. I have a TJ Maxx, one of the best performing locations in the United States. They've been there for 20 years. It's constantly a five-year lease and they have options to renew when they want to and exercise it for another five years. So a lot of these stores stay put and they don't really move around because it's quite expensive to move around, but a lot of it's also irreplaceable real estate. It's kind of like geographically located in the center of the heart of the town. The car counts maybe are 30, 40, up to 80,000 cars a day pass. Hard corners where people are always making lefts and rights. What else do we look for? Good signalized stoplights so people just can't fly by. Dense populations, household incomes. We like 30, 40, 50, up to $100,000, depending on the stores that we're trying to attract. So a lot of factors play to the needs of these anchors such as the TJ Maxx and the Rosses and the Mm -hmm. discount tires. And quite frankly, we should go into talking about right now what it really means to be involved in triple net leasing. I'm going to stop you really quickly, Alan, before we get into that. Go ahead. Could you mention how does someone find the best leasing broker in the market for their retail shopping center? Good question. 
So a few ways. First of all, I'm networking with everything. Going to the events. ICSC is kind of the main national organization for shopping centers. I would suggest all your listeners join that organization. Secondly, what we do, we really rely on CoStar, which is a software program. And all that information is available in CoStar. If we're looking at an area, we can see the top five best leasing agents in the area, and we can reach out and we can talk to them. And we do. And also just kind of see what your competition's doing and ask who your colleagues are working with. And if a lot of your big names that you're familiar with already, the Marcus and Millichaps, the Colliers, you'll find some independents out there, JLL. So no stranger to the same names that are in multifamily are in the retail shopping center business. Perfect. Okay. Triple net leases. So as I mentioned beforehand, I heard this term thousands of times. I don't necessarily know what it means. So can you just define what it means? Let's kind of connect it to the housing business where I believe most of us are coming from. You might see the word reimbursables. So a triple net is reimbursable. Let's start off with insurance. In multifamily housing, me, the owner of the apartment complex, I got to buy my own insurance. Taxes. Me, the owner of the multifamily, I have to pay the taxes. And then third, the expenses to run the place. We call them CAMs, Common Area Maintenance. So in the apartment complex, if windows break or the grass needs to be cut or the snow needs to be removed, we, the owner, we pay. Now, in the triple net business, in the retail business, which is mind-shattering, it's reimbursable. So we might pay as the owner, but every month, the tenant is responsible for their portion of the expenses. And the expenses come from a budget that's given to them annually. So let's just say the insurance, the taxes, and the common area maintenance, let's just say it costs $10,000 for one particular tenant annually. Well, over 12 months, call that $833 a month, she's going to send that in along with their rent every month. And what happens if the numbers are over, charged too much or charged too less, it's refunded to the tenant or the tenant has to make up the difference and send it to the landlords. How's that sound? That sounds pretty amazing. That sounds, that sounds right? awesome. So, I don't know, I mean, those, three, part of, those three are pretty big. Taxes, for sure, is one of the biggest expenses that you're going to come across, and depending on the amount of maintenance. But, but yeah, if they pay for all of that, I'd imagine your expense percentage is pretty so low. It really is. And that brings us to a really good point. When I was in the multifamily house business, I'd say, let's see, in the C-class business, 60 to 80 cents of every dollar that I came in went out as an expense. So you can imagine how long the profit and loss statements are and and how much work you have to do and sending out all those checks and paying all those people and having all those things fixed. Well, in the retail shopping center business and the triple net leasing business, we don't have that. So for just about every dollar that comes in, we keep around 90, 95 cents of it. So in essence, it's easier to run a shopping center or retail business than it is to run a portfolio of apartment complexes. If something breaks, stays in-house. Wow. So let's take it a little further. Generally speaking, if someone's air conditioning goes in an apartment complex, owner has a problem. If an air conditioning goes on one of my shopping centers, it's not my problem. If the front glass door cracks in an apartment complex, it's my problem. In the shopping center business, not my problem at all. So the majority of the expenses are the tenant's problems. It's kind of like a leased car. 
mm-hmm. right? So it's their leased car. It's theirs for five years, 10 years. And then at the end of the term, they can either renew or not. And I should remind everybody, like in these leases too, because once in a while, I'll get the question, well, if you're in a five-year lease, what about inflation? And I constantly tell people, usually in the leases, annually, there's rent bumps between one and 3% every year. So even on a five-year lease, five years later, you've just increased your NOI by 15% if the 3% bumps were in there for five years straight. So these rent bumps, these reimbursables, all these are mm-hmm. written in the leases for the tenant, right? So it's all, which is so nice about this business too, because I was really in the class C housing business and I can't say the leases really carried any weight. And quite frankly, renting out to thousands of people, I don't think I've ever collected a single dollar owed to me when a lease was broken. But that's not the case here in the retail business. The money's all about the leases and the leases are all about the money. Sometimes they'll even go dark. And if it's a national name, they're still paying their rent. Their doors might be open. Right now I'm doing a deal with a 45,000 square foot grocer. They're delayed in getting their permits from the city. And it's a shame because I wanted them to be open before Thanksgiving, but they're still paying me rent. So it's their responsibility to open up their own doors. Do you get a percentage of the sales in these leases? And some of them you do. It just depends on all these leases. Is like, it's, it's like art. It really is art. I tell my son all the time, he should study legal real estate law. It depends on how you write it out. It so happens Tuesday morning, we have a percentage lease with them and we just got a check for an extra $20,000 for last quarter because their sales were good. So yeah, there's plenty of different ways of making money in this business and it really depends on what the lease says. Are the triple net leases, are these something that are across the board for all of the retail shopping centers? That's a great question too. There's gross leases, and then there's triple net leases, and then there's leases with caps. Let's address them all. We've talked about the triple net leases. Makes sense. Insurance, taxes, and common area maintenance is going to be billed back to the tenant. The gross leases, I don't actually care for them. Once in a while, there'll be a gross lease with maybe some kind of city user where, just like in the apartment complex, it's almost like all bills paid. I got to pay their electricity, their taxes, and their insurance. I'm not a fan of it. I don't do that type of business. I kind of have a joke. If I wanted to be in the gross lease business, I'd be back in the apartment complex business. So I really prefer where I am in life, the triple net lease business model, because it's so scalable. I have over a hundred national tenants, tenants that you see trade on the stock exchange from Starbucks to Ross to Discount Tire, BPL Plasma, major grocery stores. And then lastly, when it comes to these leases, sometimes there's caps. Sometimes they say, you know what? We like this spot. We're going to take it. We're going to pay all the triple net, but we want you to cap out at, say, $3.50. And then you can't raise it more than 5% a year going forward. So what does that really mean? It means you need to figure out how to raise that 5% every year so you can stay on top of the taxes, the insurance, and the common area maintenance needs that a tenant are going to use. But usually, if you did all your homework and you crossed all your teeth and dotted all your eyes, the caps are usually the market triple net rates anyway, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. One more thing I just wanted to add about that. You know in the housing business where at the end of the day, the syndicator or the property management company sends you a bill for, say, 3% of the gross collections, 
right? Makes sense. Someone collects $100,000 for you, they run the property, they get $3,000, right? Yep. Well, when it happens in this business, the tenant pays. It's reimbursable. It goes to the tenant. So isn't that wonderful? Yeah. I mean, the tenant pays for the property management. And that's how you get that 90 to 95 right. cents on the dollar. Exactly. Huh. I can't, believe yeah, I, exactly. I can't believe I've never, I've never, I can't believe I've never like yeah. delved into this before. It sounds amazing. I'm trying to blow your mind, Theo. Oh, my mind's, my I mind's am, been blown. Uh, look, 400 houses. I bought a house a month for 10 years straight where I had 120 and then I left corporate America and I sped things up. And then for 90 days, every quarter I bought an apartment complex for five years, sped mm-hmm. things up. And then I got involved and then I started reading about triple net leases and the same idea works in warehouses. I have a major Fortune 500 company. I have around 100,000 square feet of warehouses spread out across the United States. Another thing that's great about the triple net lease business is that, I don't know about you, but when I was in the housing business, all the volume I just talked about and the management, I can drive to every day. It was only 5, 10, 30 miles away from me at most. The triple net lease business, I'm in 10 different states right now. It runs on its own. I don't have to yeah. fix anything. I don't have to take the calls. And as a syndicator, the income stream is so much more dependable because that's what I am. I syndicate. And I'd like to talk about that for a second. I'm always looking for partners and investors and sharing information, which maybe we'll talk about at the end of this, but it's more dependable than any asset class that I've ever been involved with before making those quarterly distributions to our investors. Mm -hmm. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? I would say one needs to be coachable, really open-minded. You know, it's taken me 20 years to get to the warehouses, storage, and the triple net lease business. I was a better listener. I was more open-minded as I got older. I wish I had that foresight when I first started. Perfect. All right, Alan, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. Shoot. All right, first, a quick word from our sponsor. Best ever listeners, go to BEC20.com. Look in the top left-hand corner. You can earn 15% as an affiliate. You can join the affiliate program and participate in the conference that way and basically earn a free ticket to the conference, BEC20.com. Best ever listeners, we have launched BestEverCauses.com. That's BestEverCauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out. All right, Alan, typically we ask you, what's the best ever book you've recently read? But I'm going to change it up a little bit. What is the best ever book or best ever resource to learn about triple net leases? Hmm. Would I be biased if I told you I had my own book? I have two books. The Cash Mindset. Let's hear about them. Okay. Actually, the first one's called Creating Your Own Real Estate Cash Machine, which is more geared towards owning hundreds of houses and thousands of apartment units. It's on Amazon on the second edition. And last year, I put out a book called The Cash Flow Mindset, Millionaire, Billionaire, Zillionaire Designs for Financial Freedom. And it's all about how to use different asset classes to retire quicker and enjoy life and have lots of fun and lots of my philosophies. I read that one too. It's on Audible. Someone doesn't want to read it. So The Cash Flow Mindset by Alan Schnarr. (laughs) 
if your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? I would go buy a vacant shopping center for what it's worth, the net operating income, which wouldn't be much. And then I would go fill it up with tenants and it would most likely be trading at a seven, eight, nine cap and capture millions of dollars of equity. I've done it multiple times. What deal did you lose the most money on and how much did you lose? I once got involved in a property management company with the wrong person. And the lesson learned was I should have done a background check because I would have seen all the lawsuits. I would have seen it all. Mm-hmm. So then, I lost the man investment. Then lastly, oh, sorry, a few hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And then lastly, what's the best ever place to reach you? I have a few ways of reaching me. First of all, alanschner.com. I have lots of free education, probably a few hundred videos from apartment complexes, how to houses, how to, and I believe some retail how to as well, alanschner.com. And you can also reach me at greatpartners.com. If you're interested in investing, getting involved, learning more about this, we send out quarterly reports, financials, profit, P&L, summaries, videos. You'd be amazed how quickly you can become an expert while joining someone else's syndication. So that's gr8partners.com where you can find a ton of information about what we're doing and all the different people that we work with. And I'm an open book because I have a few books and every book that I have, my phone number's on the back page, which is 713-503-5908. Call me. You might be surprised. If I don't pick up, I'll get back to you. And let's see if we can do some deals together. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your phone number. And wow. One thing I really enjoy about doing these interviews is just hearing about different investment strategies. But usually I have an idea about them, but this is one that I had really zero knowledge of. So that's the triple net lease. So we went into really a crash course into the triple net lease. So what it is, how to find new national tenants and why you want to find national tenants how to find the best leasing brokers in the market to help you fill those spaces. And then we went into why triple net leases are beneficial. And it's that that reimbursable aspect. So the tenant basically pays for everything. And you get a great comparison. So when you did multifamily, about 60 to 80 cents on the dollar when it was the expense. Triple net lease, 90 to 95 cents came in. And we kind of briefly touched on the other leases and why you like the triple net lease the best. And again, most of it is just saying how great these triple net leases are. And then your best ever advice was you need to be coachable and you need to be more open-minded because if you come across an investment strategy like triple net leases and you're not open-minded, you might miss out on the opportunity to invest in a great strategy. Then you also mentioned your books, creating your own real estate investing cash machine, and then the cash flow mindset. So Alan, I could could definitely talk to you for probably hours, um, (laughs) but I I appreciate you taking this brief time to speak with me. Best of your listeners, thank you for tuning in. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for you. Have a good day. Best ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, 
then go to bestevercauses.com and there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out. Best ever listeners, go to bec20.com. Look in the top left-hand corner. You can earn 15% as an affiliate. You can join the affiliate program and participate in the conference that way and basically earn a free ticket to the conference, bec20.com.